Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the November 24, 2021 QPSC. This is the last regular board meeting of the year. And I know uh, it's not lost on me that this is the evening before Thanksgiving. You can blame me. I selected this night to try to get it done. So apologies. Um, I want to remind everyone of the purpose of the QPSC. The QPSC is established to provide oversight and leadership for medical staff credentialing, review of organizational policies, and monitoring of organizational quality assurance, performance improvement, and safety programs. The QPSC is charged with continuing the practice of direct communication with medical staff leaders on issues of clinical operations and patient care. So uh, we always announce our purpose. That's uh, how we come out of the gates. Madam Clerk, is there anyone set up for public comment? No, but I'm ready to call roll if you would like. Uh, apologies. <laughs> Let's do a roll call. <laughs> Excellent. Trustee Banerjee. Here. Trustee Bouquet. Here. Trustee Esteem. Here. Uh, Trustee Friedman is not here yet, and Trustee Jensen is absent today, but we do have a quorum. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much for, for keeping me on task. Now we'll go to public comment. Is there any? I have none. Okay. Let's go to item A, and I know this is a small group, so I appreciate everyone uh, showing up. Item A, um, uh, this is our chair's article. So it is with both sadness and humble thanks that I present the last article of the year, the obituary of Dr. Amal Curry. Dr. Amal Curry, one of Alameda Health System's breast surgeons, passed away last week from the disease that she dedicated her life to treating. Although her time here was very short, she was certainly very impactful. Uh, just down the hall for me is Dr. Steve Yee, one of our senior oncologists here at Alameda Health System. And he said the following to me. He said, Taft, Amal had impeccable surgical technique and so was her bedside. She cared and she cared deeply and for the time that she was here with us, she made the treatment of breast cancer better for our patients. So with that, I thank you, Amal, and my condolences to her family, and uh, may you rest in peace. Trustees, any comments on, on Dr. Curry? Taft, I'd like to add to that. Um, I had the just the honor to be able to connect with Dr. Khoury, uh, one of my very dear family friends who was in her early 30s, was diagnosed with cancer. And um, though they were with the Kaiser system, they wanted to speak with somebody. And through, um, 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 and I had connected them. And she brought just so much care and solace in their life, she called them up. She spoke with them. She, you know, initiated and brought so much. And I'll forever be um, grateful for just the incredible person that she was. So it's it's just shocking and sad, um, but also a testament to how many lives she's touched. Not just within the AHS system, but she's gone out of her way to help folks in the community. She'll be deeply missed. Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you, Dr. Ban uh, Trustee Banerjee. Um, with that, let's close out item A. Item B is the consent agenda. Trustees, um, the consent agenda is before you. 
before entertaining a motion to approve the entirety of the consent agenda, are there any items that need to be removed for discussion? I see a head shake no, and I see a lovely smile from Trustee Esteen in her still picture. I'm going to take that as no. May I entertain a motion to approve the entirety of the consent agenda, items B1, B2, B3? I'll move that we... Oh, hold on a second. Second. <laughs> so I had a motion from Trustee Banerjee, a second from Trustee Esteen. Uh, Madam Clerk, roll call. Trustee Banerjee. Aye. Trustee Bouquet. Aye. Trustee Esteen. Aye. The motion passes. Thank you. All right. That's item B. I, item C is the marquee of the evening. I will uh, give it to our medical leaders to use as they so desire. This is our direct interaction with our, our, our medical staff leaders. Um, I will come out of the gates with Dr. Brandon Besh, who is our acting chief of uh, the AHS medical staff. I'm sad to report that this is Dr. Besh's last presentation as the acting chief of staff. Uh, he's done a remarkable job during his short tenure here, uh, but he'll be staying on as vice chief of staff. And Dr. Irina Williams will be returning uh, back, I believe, in short order. Uh, Dr. Besh, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Thank you so much and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I think Thanksgiving is a time to reflect on our gratitude um, uh, for each other, our family and our friends, and especially for Dr. Corey, um, you know, it was a big loss to our surgical department. And so I think, you know, I think a lot of us have done a lot of reflecting around um, our gratitude to be with each other, um, doing things for our patients and trying to make the care of our, of, for our patients uh, better. So I just wanted to start with that. Um, otherwise, I don't have a ton. I, you can look at the, um, the items in the, in the packet. Um, we had a presentation of CME. I just wanted to highlight the Just Culture and Peer Review um, CME event um, on Monday that the medical staff is doing, um, which I'm excited about and with a guest speaker. And then we had a GME presentation, which talked about the diversity in our GME, the scholarship that's going on, the future plans and all the education that's going on in our GME. It's such a ma massive pillar of our organization um, and so important to how our hospital functions, but also how we take care of patients. And so uh, the, the GME report was given. And then radiology by Dr. Yasumoto. Um, you know, they continue to be very busy in radiology. Um, they get new equipment. There's been a new MRI scanner. They're hoping to get the MRI scanner back up soon um, at the end of the year. I know we've heard a lot about MRI um, in this meeting previously. And then there's also been an upgrades to ortho equipment and upgrades um, to the IR and cath lab suites. So a lot going on in radiology. Um, and then I think uh, the, the last piece is we're struggling with throughput right now with Kaiser going on having the strikes last week. We got very busy and that's kind of kept up over the over the weekend and the in the weeks um, uh, or this week since. And so it's been very busy in the hospital, but we also kicked off a Huron consulting to look at throughput, um, ED borders and transfers within and without and outside our organization. And so I'm looking forward to more work being done in the near future on that. Um, and with that, I will end my report. Thank you, Dr. Besh. Trustees, any questions of Dr. Besh? 
not for this month's report, Dr. Besh, but again, thank you so much. There, there were just like big ticket items that besides the kind of rigor that you brought in your monthly reports, but also big things that you oversaw and shepherded and stewarded. Uh, um, so thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, he's ultimately not going anywhere, so we'll keep seeing him. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, strike that. He's going many places. He's just not leaving us. Um, uh, with that, we'll close out uh, with Dr. Besh. Thanks, Brandon. Um, Dr. Zali, good evening, sir. Good evening and happy Thanksgiving, uh, everyone. I'll try to keep things tidy. Um, our uh, leadership committee met, met on uh, November 2nd. Um, there were a couple of positive updates. Uh, the ED renovation arrival process uh, is on track. Uh, we had our follow-up meeting today. Uh, uh, we're going to have to uh, sort of sidestep a little bit and replace the flooring in the waiting room, which I think is a, is a positive change. But overall, uh, things are looking great. And uh, I have a timeline now of uh, of the end of the year. Uh, the engineering is hoping to complete the entire process, including flooring, um, by the end of the year. So I'm hoping that'll be a positive change for our patient experience and uh, overall patient care uh, in the San Leandro Emergency Department. The uh, EDNOR also underwent testing for the ISTAT uh, on November 8th. Uh, which went well. Uh, and so ISTAT, uh, more immediate testing for blood work is now live and on par with Highland at uh, San Leandro and Alameda, uh, including the ED, OR, and ICU. Uh, so great change in that regard. Um, and then uh, the only sort of uh, um, not so positive news, uh, but not necessarily uh, alarming either, is uh, staffing shortages in the OR, which I received an update on uh, on today. Uh, and so we're, we're, uh, we're cautiously optimistic that uh, it'll not affect operations significantly for the coming coming weeks, but uh, we're not expected to get relief until January 2022 either. Uh, I'm really hopeful that we don't go on uh, diverting patients uh, needing surgical uh, intervention from San Leandro. Um, but staffing uh, shortages and, and, and troubles seem to be extending well beyond the uh, floors and ED and now into the OR. Uh, uh, Mario and Glorinda have been working hard on this and uh, Glorinda has been texting me all day uh, with, with updates and we'll have more updates on Monday, uh, but keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and then uh, there was a, a security issue in the ED uh, last week. That's going to be undergoing an RCA. There's not much I can say about it today, but probably during our uh, January meeting, we'll have more to talk about. Uh, I'm sure uh, some of you have heard about it. So uh, that's just to mention uh, more to come uh, in January. Um, I have no other significant updates unless you have any any questions for me. Trustees, any questions of Dr. Zali from the San Leandro Hospital Leadership Committee? Dr. Zali, I have a, a brief question. Can you talk to me about messaging uh, from the system and uh, about about uh, what has happened in the San Leandro OR vis-a-vis -vis staffing and what your impression of the clinical impact is? Regular services will be working, add-on services will not. Can can you can you clarify for us? Correct. I, I was a bit unclear about. Um, 
what the uh, add-on services meant as well, because from the ED uh, having an emergent case, uh, I, mean, I assume that means an add-on, but I'm not uh, super experienced with OR operations. Uh, but uh, apparently it's more elective stuff that um, can't be added on. And then there was a, a message that followed after, because uh, Dr. Yusuf had asked about whether uh, we should still be taking transfers from Highland that might need surgical intervention. Uh, and the answer, and the answer was no. Um, so I, I'm not 100% clear on how extensive the shortage is, and whether if we have an emergent case in the middle of the night, and that they're going to be able to to staff that. My impression is is no. Uh, but that's as much clarity I have on it. I'm sorry. Got it. Trustee Esteen. Nothing. Okay. She's suppressing yeah. herself. She always has questions. <laughs> Please don't okay. hold back. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, staffing is an issue across all hospitals, but we sort of particularly care about these three hospitals. And uh, this is a, a obviously particular concern when we have hard site facilities and, and it seems like we have physicians, but we don't have the staffing uh, to run the room. So, um, I guess we'll hear more about that in future operations reports. This, again, this is the last uh, full board meeting of the year. So, um, you know, uh, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> uh, luck is not a strategy. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be hearing, hearing back from our operations teams on some of the updates. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, these will have impacts on some of the, the, the larger dashboard items, which, which, uh, which uh, flowed up to us. Thank you, Dr. Zali, for uh, your uh, your work here. Thank you all, uh, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Dr. Pyun, good evening. Trustees, this is Dr. Pyun's last presentation to uh, a board meeting in her capacity as the chief of staff for Alameda Hospital. So appreciation to her for doing that. So of the three, Dr. Zali will be continuing to present to us. Dr. Pyun, uh, this is her last one. This was Dr. Besh's last one until he becomes chief of staff in 2020. Uh, three. <laughs> Good okay. evening, Dr. Pian. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, the credentials and policies and procedures from MEC, uh, as you can see in the reports, uh, there's been an amendment. There's a Dr. Amy Rice that was removed from credentials and uh, deferred until Dr. Uh, Nathan Gaines, the neurologist, chief of neurology, can review her, the chart, uh, ch review her files. Uh, not not her fault. It's just something that uh, was not done prior to uh, his vacation. Um, I during MEC the biggest hottest topic that uh, afternoon was really talking about the Anthem Blue Cross issue, which was uh, really heavily talked about. Kim Miranda came aboard to talk to tell us that uh, AHS plans to had they failed negotiations with Anthem Blue Cross at Alameda Hospital. And they plan on dropping Anthem. And they asked our medical staff to endorse this decision. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, there was a lot of uh, physicians, well, particularly one physician that spoke up about a lot of experience on this issue. And uh, we could not um, endorse the decision largely because as a medical staff, as a physician staff, we are advocates for the Alameda Island community. Um, Alameda Hospital, before it joined AHS, it's been around for 150 years. It basically has served the island uh, residents, and to this day, the island 
has supported Alameda Hospital by agreeing to a parcel tax that pays Alameda Health System $5 million a year. And, however, the, the same residents that, you know, has been paying, have been paying this tax to AHS uh, have no access to the, the hospital that they support uh, if, they, if they have private insurance, including Anthem Blue Cross, because no, um, there's no agreement between AHS as a system with Anthem Blue Cross on the rates. In addition, all the providers, there's more and more AHS providers coming to Alameda Hospital now as a lot of the private physicians are retiring or, or cutting back. And these AHS providers are not enrolled as Anthem Blue Cross or any other, often any other private insurance. Uh, and so these patients who may have an emergency or maybe on a fixed income, uh, they would, if they showed up at Alameda Hospital, they would get a huge bill because they are out of network. And as, as a result, they are very afraid to come to the hospital and afraid to get a large bill. And I feel like, I feel like this is, um, we cannot endorse it because it's really, we're, we're, we're advocates for the, the residents of Alameda and the surrounding areas that, uh, of, of people who have supported this hospital. And uh, we, we, we were very disappointed to hear uh, that um, AHS could not come to a, an agreement with Anthem Blue Cross and, and also the provide, many of the providers uh, that are AHS providers at Alameda are not contracted with many private insurance and uh, patients uh, cannot, also the outpatient doctors are very upset because they can't send their patients to Alameda for tests, for x-rays, for MRIs, things like that. And they have to send them off island because, again, out of network. Um, AHS is, again, pocketing $5 million a year from the taxpayers of Alameda uh, Island and um, using it. Um, and in return, the Alameda residents you know, basically are getting balance billed and possibly getting giant bills. And these are people who, this is not, a, you know, a, bill, a billionaire island. We have a lot of fixed income people, people who are retired. Uh, this is not uh, a good situation for our community and we can't, we couldn't endorse it. Um, so this has been an issue that's been going on for many years. This is not new, but I just, uh, I think as a, as a medical staff, I speak for the medical staff that we're not, um, we are we, we cannot endorse uh, or give our blessing to uh, AHS to uh, basically uh, drop Anthem Blue Cross. If you have any questions, please let me know. But I, I gave also my uh, not only this report, but my whole other report from the board of trustees about the yearly review. I basically I think I talked about uh, at board of trustees. I didn't want to go through it all, but. The big thing, I think, with the MEC this past uh, couple of weeks ago was this Anthem Blue Cross issue, as well as private, other private insurers. Any questions, please uh, let me know. Trustees, any questions? I, I, try, I see Trustee Esteen's eyes living. Yeah, yeah I have it. a few questions about this one. Um, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about contracting with providers and revenue and this actually hearing that most of the physicians on staff don't have contracts with other uh, private insurance companies is actually new news and feels relevant to the discussion um so that unfortunately is like a surprise because i think it's relevant information and um the other part is absolutely we should make sure that people are able to come to the hospital and be in network. Um, so these negotiations are incredibly meaningful. 
And then the, the question is, does it make sense for our staff physicians to not be connected to these private insurance companies? Um, and that's, that's a real question. And if it makes sense for the safety and security of the organization uh, and also to do the right service to the citizens of Alameda, um, how, do we, how do we make it so that doctors can either be streamlined, fast-tracked, or incentivized to work with these private insurance providers? I can I can attest to that. This is not all the private physicians that work at Alameda still. They're, they're becoming fewer and far between because many of them are tired, are retiring or cutting back, and more and more AHS providers are coming on board. And um, it's the private doctors are the ones that are are contracted. Generally speaking, it's not them. It's the the, the on the AH, it's AHS. AHS has decided not to um, have their providers contracted with all these private insurance uh, companies because I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe it's a lot of work. I don't know. Or they want to focus on county patients or, you know, and I'm all in favor of of taking care of indigent patients, you know, medical, underinsured, uninsured, uninsured patients. I'm all on board with that too. I just, now we're cutting out just the average citizen too. That doesn't seem right either. So um, especially the ones that are paying, we're paying, they're paying. They're paying money every year through their taxes to support this hospital. Um, you know, if you're a homeowner or a, a landlord with lots of land, you know, lots of units, you're going to be paying a, a hefty sum every year to support this hospital. So I don't think it, it just doesn't seem right. And it, it, it's people within steps of this hospital. It doesn't seem like the right the, the right decision in our in our from a from the medical staff standpoint. And um, it's not it's not good for I think our community. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Dr. Pune. I know that it, has, I, um, it must have been three or four years ago, I forget when, but there was a huge period of time when AHS was trying to have a um, arrangement with the Anthem Blue Cross, and the terms just were, weren't happening at that time. And um, I remember the banner that actually went when Finally, there was the agreement that was reached. But I, I remember at one point in time when Anthem was out of network, the system said anybody who gets treated with Anthem Blue Cross gets treated here because at that time, Anthem was play, paying like uh, um, HS was billing for out-of-service network costs for Anthem to pick the um, tab up. But after that, when that happened, there was a there because for so long, uh, patients with Blue Cross were considered out of network. But we were honoring uh, our billing was I, I believe was honoring that and not giving them outrageous bills. But the thing was that it wasn't done proactively in the sense that folks weren't did not know that that was it. Like if they got treatment over here, then they were said it's okay. We will like. Um, cover what your network would have covered, but that if we if that is the situation right now, then the system needs to kind of figure out a way in which folks would know that hey, if because we don't have an arrangement with this, if you do need to use it, that you don't have to uh, you know be saddled with this undue burden of having to pay out of network costs 
for a hospital that's on your island and that's in your neighborhood. So something has to be worked out. Yeah. This is unsustainable to expect the burden to be picked up by the patients um, over there. So, so something needs to be done. I can say that as somebody who in my job has Anthem Blue Cross, I'm appalled at how little coverage there is in the East Bay. Like I literally have to go to the peninsula or the South Bay to get somebody. And there are just such few. So I don't know if they're not interested in uh, working here, what it is. But nevertheless, whatever the other circumstances are, and Kim Miranda, maybe you can share at some time. I know we are on our time today to wind up early. But this is the uh, what if we what is the least impact it can have on uh, folks who need to use that without like causing financial burden as I think what we'd like to hear. Yeah, thank you, Trustee Banerjee. You know, the, 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 this one, uh, this particular issue, uh, I would put under strategic consideration. Uh, it crosses so many, uh, so many boundaries. Uh, this, this is definitely a financial discussion. We have the chair of our finance committee here, so bring this. From a quality perspective, it, it, I would, using our steep uh, 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 device, I'd say it does beg the question of equity, right? Do, do, you know, do, does it equitably serve? If we're here to truly serve all, this is not, uh, th this strategy isn't necessarily serving all. So I think there, the good news is here, we're now in a contemplation on what do we do from a strategy um, point of view? Are we really here to serve all? Or are we here to serve the disparate? Are we here to serve people who don't have money as well as do have money? These are amazing contemplations. The great news uh, is that um, Dr. Pyun, uh, Dr. Vzali, Dr. Besh, it is, it is, it is our intent that that's a, a robust stakeholder analysis will take place here. And so your opinions will 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 be given venue if I if I can uh, make that promise. Um, um, good evening, Mr. Jackson. Um, he just got out of a long car ride. Um, Mr. Jackson, um, uh, I know you just missed it. It's okay. The point of topic is uh, uh, commercial contracts within the system, and uh, in particular, uh, the Anthem contract at um, at Alameda seems to have hit a stalemate. Uh, the uh, Alameda MEC was asked to endorse the position not to go with, uh, and this is what Dr. Pion advised, and, and the Alameda MEC did not endorse this position to not further pursue that. So um, no response necessary. This is just on our tracking item because, if anything, this is a strategic question. Who are we here to serve? Sorry, whom are we here to serve? And um, the good news is we're having these contemplations right now. Uh, Dr. Pion, and I, I, I look forward to hearing your voice and the voice of other people who uh, represent an essential stakeholder group within this organization, the Alameda Healthcare District and the Alameda Hospital. Right. Yeah, I'd like to just add one more thing that uh, yes, sometimes service is not that you choices are limited, as Trustee Banerjee uh, indicated in her experience. Um, but when you live on an island. Uh, and, and when we know that traumas often are a source of revenue, it's like you have a captive audience and 
it seems that uh, Blue Cross, in whatever these negotiations, um, however they were going, um, the disservice is being done by the private insurance provider that's not cooperating with our system. Uh, and that is something that we have to recognize. Like we are in a place to serve people with disparate needs. Um, and also we serve people who have any need. So we, but you know, it takes the entire village and, and the full spectrum of care providers to make sure that we are resourced. Um, and so Blue Cross needs to be a, a fair negotiator in this. Mr. Jackson. Thank you, uh, Chair Bouquet and Trustee Esteen. I would just echo, oh, I would recognize and lift up what you said and just say <clears throat> it should be noted that we will continue to provide the critical care on that island. You know, that's, that's our role and we are not shirking that. But I think it's fair to say that Anthem has not negotiated in good faith. Um, having walked in on the tail end of the conversation, I don't know if that was shared explicitly, but I'll just say that. And we would do a disservice and we would not be good stewards if we allowed them to, to prevail when they're not negotiating what we believe to be good faith. So we will continue to provide the services. It will be uncomfortable for some of the um, residents of the island by virtue of the fact that they will not be in network and they will be out of network perhaps if this comes to pass, but they will still have access to care. Yeah, um, I think the question was that they will have access to care, but what will be the financial burden on them if they are out of network is that can um, AHS mitigate some of that so that they don't have to for a hospital visit or for a visit that's out of network for them that they have to pay that kind of so are there any mitigating plans well we've done that before actually um we i i, I appreciate you giving me the softball question and that's exactly <laughs> what we did when we were on this path previously and so it is a little more cumbersome it requires a few more steps but we can waive our side of that equation. Now, whether Anthem will do the same, that's outside of our control. But we can certainly try to mitigate the financial impact on those um, Anthem members if this comes to pass. I propose there see some sort of task force to, you know, get together to talk about this. I mean, if you're not going to be able to come to an agreement with Anthem Blue Cross, there has to be some sort of transparency, financial transparency to the islands, the people of Alameda Island, you know, if they show up this hospital extremists in the ED and need care, uh, that's what that's why they're paying the parcel tax for us to be, have access to emergency care. What's going to, what is it going to cost them? I mean, what, what, what will they be responsible for if they're out of network? And, you know, we want to, I think that there should be a major, you know, well, decisions made and also a marketing has to get involved and and explain this to the community and make it very clear what you know what it is because i you know people are afraid are afraid to use it as a hospital when they you know and and they're paying for something that they're afraid to use it's 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 just it feels a little bit like we're taking something from the alameda residents taking they're happy to take their money but we're not happy to serve them you well, know it, no it's not it's that's, that's basically what what it's what it seems like to me you know? Two things. Um, I think your your point is well taken, and actually we have kind of 
anticipated that and begun that process. And so there will be a marketing campaign to the point that you've made. I would respectfully disagree with us, the idea that we're taking their money and not providing the service, because one, we will continue to provide the service, and two, we can't control Anthem. And so if we allow Anthem to pay us at a below market rate because we don't want to be seen as, you know, not providing the service that these folks are paying for via their parcel tax, we are essentially subsidizing a for-profit company, and Anthem knows that. And so we, we cannot, as good stewards of resources, just allow that to happen. We will continue to negotiate. We will develop the marketing plan that you suggested, and hopefully Anthem will um, do the right thing. Thank, thank you, Mr. Jackson. And in, and, 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 and in closing, this is why we're developing a strategic plan. And, and, and Dr. Pio and I urge you and, and, the, and your, the other leaders at Alameda Hospital to be very, very uh, thoughtful in your feedback on this strategic plan. Because there are existential questions. And part of a strategic plan, plan first starts out with redefining our mission, why we are here, our vision, where we're trying to go, and actually the non-negotiables, the values. These are the things that we cannot, which are uh, impenetrable. So this is part of the process, and I'm happy to say we're starting on it, and there's going to be a lot of hot debate, which occurs. And um, uh, But only if everyone's sitting at the table. And people will be invited to the table, and then it's up it's up to people to show, show up and, uh, and give their opinion. Yeah, and I just want to beat this dead horse one more time that Anthem and other private insurance providers also have a duty to make sure that their insured customers who pay premiums monthly are served and are able to seek service at any medical facility. Um, and so, you know, this is this is a two-way street. We are the providers, but they are also a provider and have to make, you know, insurance companies um, have a lot of incentive to ensure people who are healthy and well and don't actually get medical care. Unfortunately, it is a perverse incentive. So I think we have to make sure that, um, you know, being an agency of the, the county government, that we utilize the tools at hand to provide all the care possible within reasonable means to every member of our community, whether they are residents all the time or they are transients and coming and going, but folks who live on an island have a special kind of consideration. They don't really have options. They're, they're captive. So, you know, I think this is something that we're in partnership with a private insurance provider. There has to be some, some meaningful discussions. Yeah. Thank you, Trustee Estine. And what I'd add is sometimes we see this as a dichotomy that because we serve indigents somehow, like we are trying not to do good faith negotiation with them. And the thing is that it's to our benefit to have paying customers as well. It's our bottom line. So the idea is not to not get because we don't get whole with the uh, with the indigent care that we do, even though there are other sub, you know, supplemental uh, funding sources and things. But it is to our advantage to have a very robust group of like paying a private insurance paying customers coming into that thing too, so into our system as well. So it's not one or the other, but this has just been like 
a dogged problem with Anthem for now, like what, six years that mm. literally we've subsidized them for so long, so long. And how dare they, you know, accept the insurance and the folks who are paying for that and then say, sorry, not our catchment area. You go get treatment, but you will we'll take your, you know, um, uh, we'll take your money. But like when you really need health insurance, we are not going to cover it for you. So it, it really is like, I don't know what will shame them into doing it or what kind of pressures are needed, whether it's, you know, at a state level. But every avenue, I think, needs to be done to advocate for this. Thank you for the robust discussion, everyone. Uh, and, and I'll be a broken record. Strategic planning. This is essential stuff. Let's all contribute, step up, give our voice, and then kind of cycle it through. Um, um, with that, I'm uh, approaching the time that I promised people. So we're going to close out item C. Item D, not to steal thunder from our new VP of quality, Ms. Ana, Ana Torres. Uh, I asked her to submit it as a written report. Trustees, do we have any questions of our Madam Vice President on uh, patient safety regulatory affairs? Or quality dashboard. I see that her team has showed up as well. Apologies to Darshan and Nilda because I know it's the night before Thanksgiving. So, last uh, trustees, any questions of our quality team? As always, it's a nicely written report. Um, I'll throw this one question, uh, biting my lip because I didn't want to ask too many questions. This is for uh, Nilda and Anna, uh, ladies. It is November twenty fourth. Um, uh, what's going to happen with Joint Commission at Alameda Hospital? Didn't they say November 30th? They did. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they, they did. Um, and they actually have, um, I've actually spoken to some of my peers at other public uh, health authority hospitals. Uh, Santa Clara Valley also uh, nearly dropped out of their window, also is waiting for them to show up. Uh, so uh, it seems that uh, they had a little bit of a cushion when they sent us that memo in September that if they do not arrive by our due date for our triennial survey, we continue to be accredited until such time that they come back to survey us. Okay. So we will continue in the good in the good standing of the Joint Commission and CMS, and um, we will continue to to wait and be ready. Of course, Ms. Perez. Uh, so I'm. Uh, uh... I, I'm gonna, this is a meatball question. I presume we're on the ready for them to walk in at Alameda Hospital, because I know that med staff has done a lot of work and your teams have done a ton of work. I've seen you waved at you outside in the parking lot, right? So uh, uh, do you need any resources from this, uh, from this body to help get this across the finish line for the good Alameda Hospital? No, I think, you know, I think we've had really good conversation with the operational leaders and medical staff um, around ensuring that staff is comfortable and ready to talk about all the work that they've done and to speak knowledgeably about what our standard work is. So that's where we've shifted focus uh, this prior, this last week, and that's what we will continue to just try to hone in. We've reminded them on the tips for speaking with a surveyor how to relax, how to use your resources, how to re, you know, restate the question if necessary, and how to reach out for help if you need it. Okay. 
So thank you. I appreciate that. I think that that's really where, you know, as prepared as we are, it's always about performance on the day of. Yes, ma'am. Trustees, any questions of our quality team? All right, let's let them off the hook. That's item D. Item E is the planning calendar and issue tracking. Uh, uh, we've sort of, uh, uh, we have a calendar set for next year. This is the last UPSC of the year. I uh, wanna give thanks and appreciation to uh, everyone who shows up and contributes. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is the most important committee of the board uh, because it's why we're here, to make sure that we're providing quality care uh, to all the people uh, under our charge. So with that, I'll close out item E. Um, are there any other comments from trustees before we go into closed session? Uh, audience, we're gonna go into closed session and we are going to hopefully very quickly approve medical staff credentialing. We'll come back and announce if there was anything else, but there's no other planned action items. If you're not here when we get back, you have a great Thanksgiving. And trustees, you guys don't get to go anywhere because we're gonna have a special board of the meeting, special board of trustees meeting immediately to follow. Uh, all right, good evening to the public. Um, Madam Clerk, if you'll take us to close. Sure. Chair Bouquet, just really quickly, uh, the board is now going to close session to consider those items on the closed session agenda. Thank you. The QPSC committee of the board met in closed session to approve the medical staff credentialing reports. There are no other actions taken. Thank you, everyone. This closes the last regular board of trustees meeting of the year, uh, the QPSC for 11 24 21. I have deep appreciation for everyone who does this work um, to serve this organization that 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 uh, many of us love so dearly. So appreciations. This closes our last official board meeting.